the 13th floor. The 13th floor. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I'm your moderator, B. Jones, and we got our BFBG back on the podcast this week, man. What's going on, Space Invader? Yo, I am sad that I was gone so long, but I'm happy to be back. It is a, it's a great time in the Northeast. I'm changing my environment, my settings. For those who watch this on YouTube, you're going to see uh, Backyard Podcasting with Art. Backyard Boogie this week with, uh, with, with Faison. Oh, yeah. DJ, welcome back as well, sir. It's been a minute. Hey, man, I'm just glad to be back. The schedule of life has had me running the streets like crazy, not be able to make it, but we here. Let's get this thing popping, man. Yeah, man, we here. And our resident DJ Barry, be fresh, our main man in crypto. What's going on, sir? You know, the foundation is always staying strong. We here, we ready. Let's get another exciting week popping. Yeah, man, let's get it popping, man. These Sunday morning conversations are great, man. We're going to start it with Bill Cosby. Got hit with them, what, three counts? Peel the thrill, baby. Mm. Sad, man. Sad, sad day, man. I've read the the transcripts. I read the transcript probably about a a year ago, like the depositions and everything. So I already kind of seen it coming. But it's it's, it's sad because he's so old having to deal with these issues and the victims you know how they tried to shame him during the um during the the trial and everything and then this this huge icon this huge beacon in our community has now you know torn himself down basically and basically shamed every part of his legacy due to the due to the conviction and now may end up having to spend the rest of his natural life in prison well i'm one curious if he's actually going to um see real prison time uh you know while i know martha stewart did go ahead and and check out those white collar doors i i'm very curious to see if bill is actually going to do some real time but on a, a larger scale i'm i'm torn because i a thousand percent understand and know that you know rape is a crime it's horrible a thousand percent I'm just very curious of the timing of everything, especially with, uh, I'm definitely a conspiracy theory, uh, you know, type uh, person who will, you know, look into those situations and seeing things like when Michael passed, he was trying to buy, I believe, Time Warner. When Prince passed, he was trying to buy um, Warner Brothers, I believe. And then Bill Cosby now with all of this was right around the time um, he was allegedly uh, on the way to purchase NBC, he was trying to purchase NBC because that's always been one of the the things saying that there is no large black owned media company. And so all of these legends at the time that they were supposedly about to, you know, make a purchase of one of the largest media companies that there are um, in various large media companies at certain times that they're huge demise you know is is apparent you know whether it's death or it's a situation of this which of course him being guilty of the crimes that he did do he deserves to be punished i just always find it kind of odd at the timing of everything how how was this not discovered you know way sooner 
and and how is it so strong to be able to come out right now when there was that moment? I I gotta agree with that too. I mean, everything you said makes a a great conspiracy book. Um, for someone to read it, and you can dig deeper and go through the process. Um, but I um I'm still thinking about how this opens a gate for. That, that timing, like all these things happened when drugs and sex and everything else was like a part of the culture and what it was. And I talked with my wife about this the other day and she's like, well, you know, you're not victim shaming and I, I would never try to do that for the victim because that's, that if they didn't want to do that, that's fine and that wasn't cool for them. But then I arrived back, they're going to open up doors to all, I mean, CF 54 was nothing but drugs and sex and that. So they're going to go back there and say, everybody who was there, you're all going to come back now to the court and you're going to drag you all in. Like there's so much thing that this can happen from this point that can drag on and open up that it just doesn't seem, it seems like it's just not, if it happened in nineties where, or in the eighties where it was after that point, okay, no problem. But these are all cases from way back then that's been pulled forward. And just, it's just confusing to me. It's just weird. I just don't understand. The old cases he didn't get hit with because of the statute of limitations. Um, the case that he got hit with is the one from 2000. Uh, some, uh, I think it was uh, someone at Temple University. I can't remember her name, but yep, he, that's what started it all. That started it. Okay. Yeah. So the 2003 is what he got convicted of, and obviously that's not outside the statute of limitations. That is not. But okay. The the I guess onslaught of accusers thereafter, you know, to propel the case for the young the young or the woman from 2003 is where it started from. So he 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 got his just for that, and I think everything just compounded. For me. I hope it just doesn't stop with Bill Cosby though, because he has to, you know, pay a pence for his uh his crimes. But you still got the Harvey Weinsteins, you still got the Matt Lowers, and it will be a tragedy for our justice system to take to take it to Bill Cosby in this instance, but not um, afford those uh, accusers for Harvey Weinstein, Matt Lauer, et cetera, and the justice they're due. That's just another level in my, you know, conspiracy theory beliefs as far as the same thing is going on with these gentlemen. And while they have been, you know, removed from their public positions, they have not found the um, scrutiny in, in, in um, you know, case judgment so swiftly as Bill Cosby did. And I, I understand we're still talking about this happening, you know, the the case that got him happening in 2003 or the issue that happened, the rape, excuse me. But it's still, I, I always have an issue with how conveniently quick they are to um, be able to persecute us as opposed to how conveniently slow the process can go for other people. And and that's really the, um, and really at the end of the day for white people, that that's really the, the thing that pushes my conspiracy beliefs so far is just, I'm not by any means trying to condone Cosby. I'm like everybody on here and many more, you know, I feel Cosby was a part of, of raising me, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't stop the questioning of, what, how, how it's possible to go on so swiftly, how, you know, the scrutiny is at such an interesting uh, time. And, and I'll say alleged time, because I do have people who tell me that all oh, that's BS, of course, you know, oh, Cosby wasn't about to buy nothing. He just, you know, was out there doing 
his thing or or whatever else you want to tell him. But I, I do, even in seeing and listening to the stories back in the day and even of the shows that he created, Cosby, while he apparently was doing all of these dark things in the background, you cannot deny the quality in the... Um, what the importance of, you know, the shows that he created and especially the times that he created. And he was not, you know, uh, a, a drugs, money, females type of person, uh, at least on his shows, obviously behind closed doors, there was a different situation, but it's just all, like I said, it's just very odd. Conspiracy theories are, are floating around. I think that's really important to, 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 identify or to, to go with because it's like Dave Chappelle said in his stand-up, you know, he rapes but he saves. You know, Bill Cosby in that show <coughs> excuse me, Bill Cosby in that show set the mold for what the black family could ascend to, you know, and then with Fat Albert and then the Black History YouTube channel that he has, so he was very, very influential in certain areas uh, of our upbringing, our life, our community and it's a shame, like I said earlier, that all of that is somewhat tarnished. Um, but for me, it's I, I'll never forget those things. You know, you'll never forget the impact that the Cosby Show had on you in the upbringing, in, in spite of what Bill Cosby has been proven to be guilty of at this point. And I, I was going to, well, just real quick, I was going to say, I encourage everybody to, uh, Eddie Griffin uh, was doing an interview and he just talked about how all of our black legends, they try to tear down. And I mean, you can go down the list, Michael Jackson, his um, accusations with children, Bill Cosby, uh, Prince, like you could just go Michael Jordan, even as far as gambling, like you could just go down the list of black heroes that they try to, especially uh, one thing that we always talk about is modern day, um, you know, leaders. And, and, and people who kind of, in a sense, had that opportunity, they always find a way to tear them down. Even like, uh, you know, so many people follow Kobe, that rape case follows him everywhere. Still to this day that there are people who try to not allow him to do things based off of that case from 20, I don't even remember how long ago. How long ago that was. Yeah, but that that's the, there's there's always that, that undertone, right, of, Let's figure out a way to tear them down. That's one of the reasons I respect LeBron so much. Because, because is it is it always let's figure out a way to tear them down? Because or give them give them give them something to and then expose what's right, there. Because you got Kobe who did what he did with the white girl in the hotel room. You got Bill Cosby who was doing what he he was doing, which was probably a natural occurrence in the '60s or '70s when everybody was on the Quaaludes. But even uh, for that case in 2003 to come up. Um, we, you gave you gave people reasons, like you did your dirt, and like J. Cole said on the album, you know what what's done in the dark will come to the light. So it's I don't think it's necessarily we're certain. Or... Oh, give them that. Very true. Very true. So, so this whole thing, I think what everybody said is people have their opinions. Doesn't really matter which way you you fall because opinion is opinion. Everybody has them based on your background and, and how you see things. But I think one of the biggest things is that um, a lot of people just forget, and we've had this conversation in other circles, um, to separate the art from the artist. And that no matter how big, and especially in 
TV and sports and whatever thing we have, we have our heroes. A lot of time they excel because of a specific thing, but we forget that people are human too. And humans have faults by nature. No human is perfect. Um, so no matter how we want to look at the situation, um, at the end of the day, society puts a judgment on people. And again, I'm not saying it's wrong or bad. If, if you did it, you did it. That's not for me to judge at all. Um, and a consequence should be paid if there's evidence for it, I believe. But when you look at, I, I think the, a lot of perception is that because we grew up with Cliff Huxable. We didn't grow up with as Bill Cosby as the man, is, is Cliff Huxable as the dad, as the, the friend, the, the, the kid's father, the, the father we always look for or, or strive to like, hey, he's a great father or why can't our family be like that? Depending on everybody's situation, grow up, they had a different view on it. But what he, the man did as, as Bill Cosby is something totally different that we, we did not see in everyday life. And just to point something out real quick, when um, Ian mentioned something about buying, I had fact check real quick. It was back in 92 when Cosby first started talking about buying NBC over um, from General Electric at the time. I didn't even know General Electric owned NBC back then. Um, but that was back in 92 when all that started. And then over the years, things had just built up where he was about to actually do it. Yeah. So and, that, and what year, what year was Ennis killed? Uh, give me a second. Cause I thought about that too. Yeah. Un, unex, unexplainably killed on the highway. 1997. And, and that's my thing is, is uh, uh, again, I would like to reiterate because I don't want anyone hitting up the show thinking that me or anyone else is trying to at all condone any of the wretched things that Bill Cosby did. However, again, I just am always curious about the timing of things and especially when it's the potential progression of, of, our people at the end of the day, that there are a lot of interesting things that have happened over the years right. at convenient times that all of a sudden um, destroyed the opportunity for an evening of the playing field. Correct. And, and, and that's my thing. And that's why I look, I told Brett, I said, look, man, I don't Bill Cosby. I really don't have much to say because we don't have all the facts. And I, I like when we're able to, present facts and bring it to our audience. And in this case, we don't have all the facts because there's got to be more out there. There is more evidence and more proof of the rape of a people and of a civilization and of a culture by this country. than we know all the proof of what happened to Bill Cosby. And we're not, we're not having reparations talks. So it's hard to compare because you still have the victims, but it's very clear that we have the memories of what this country, this institution did to black people, to, to slaves um, over hundreds of years. Um, so I'm not saying that because it was so many years ago that it can be excused, but I'm just saying if we're going to put all the facts out on the table and we're going to hold people accountable for things that happened decades ago, well, let's go ahead and jump into what happened centuries ago. And that's not to excuse him is to say that there should be more persecution then and on a, a, a stronger level 
than the convenience of being able to uh, persecute minorities at a at a larger frequency. Like you said, the Harvey Weinstein's or where it was actually. I, I don't. I don't want to say hard evidence because I, I mean that, I think that kind of devalues some of the testimony, and everything. And again, I, I'm not fully vested into all the transcripts and all the happenings of the case, so I'm not, I don't want to even put myself out there like that. Um, but when you have a situation like that, and you see, well, how we even, we haven't even heard anything else about that man in the last few months after everything kind of bubbled up, and he kind of stepped down from his position or was forced out of his position. And then it kind of just subsided. So if we're going after one, it should be a legal pursuit of everybody in that situation. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, before we move on to Carol's favorite topic, Kanye, I want to talk about the Broccoli Con, Broccoli Convention a little bit that happened this week in D.C., man. Um, first of all, we I got a... Uh, I got to dispel one of the biggest rumors surrounding this, this festival, um, the Broccoli City Festival, because for whatever reason, everyone thinks that it has something to do with marijuana or weed. And that's so far from the truth. Um, it's actually about sustainability, um, green, green living. Um, they had a, a lot of um, speakers or sessions on um, business ownership, networking, social entrepreneurship. And it's, it's really good. I actually want to make sure I get tickets to actually go to the conference next year. But the, the festival itself um, was pretty fun, pretty amazing. I got to see Art's uh, girl, Cardi B, perform for the last time. Cardi! Out there, out there popping that thing. But um, the, the whole event, it was crazy because I guess it was smaller the last few years that they've had it. So this year, it just exploded, I guess. Because when we were going in, just to get into the event, you have like security lines and everything, but it's like a sea of people. It's like, it's almost like Moses leading the people from Egypt, man. And you get to a point where people are like hopping over the fences and security is trying to keep the guard gates up and everything. And somebody just like breaks one of the guard gates and the security is just like, F it. And everybody just walks walk straight past the security lines, no checkpoint. So if you came in with the heat, you were just in there. Um, but it was, a, it was a pretty good time. I mean, the, the festival itself and the concert, I think the best acts came on early, like Daniel Caesar and, and her. Um, I did get to see the Migos, Cardi B, and uh, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, yeah, even their set was a little short, and then it was Mike, cold. Mike's man. over there. Mike's <laughs> over there. Like, uh, who? A root of what? In But the segue into Kanye, um, Nipsey Hussle came out there and gave Kanye uh, the credit he deserves, I guess, and had him up on the big screen with his FDT song. Man, I sent y'all the video in the chat. Maybe Fresh can throw it up here in the um, in the video or whatnot. Wow. But we had Kanye West over the past week, man, really active on Twitter in support of Donald Trump or what people perceive as his support for Donald Trump. He had, uh, he got his MAGA hat going hard. I think he got it signed by Trump or something like that. And uh, then he drops this song with T.I. Uh, this weekend, uh, Ye versus the People. I don't know if all of y'all got a chance to listen to it. Mike, go get yes. Dez and little Michael, man. Yes. Get, up, get you up on the game. Um, but I want to get y'all thoughts on it, man, because I think Kanye is going through a little situation right here dealing with his mother. And I think that's what's driving it after I've done a little research into it. But I want to get y'all thoughts on the song, his commentary over the past week. And is he really Kanye West, as some might call him? Um, wow. 
I you the go art? They can they can have Kanye. I take Eminem, and then we good. <laughs> no, I, I don't need to go. I just I'm just Kanye West caught me off guard. It was just I didn't hear that one yet. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's out there big time. Um, you know it uh, tears me because I am a, a Kanye stan. Uh-huh. I, I believe in his genius, and I um understand and know that mental health issues are real. And it is definitely something I feel that he is facing over time. And I a thousand percent believe it all um, started from his mother's death. And from there, you know, he's been on a crazy spiral. But, you know, genius is nothing but a stone throw away from being psychotic. Right. And so I, I believe that it is always that fine line that he dances and, and he slips to both sides in listening to the yay versus the people. Um, I think what I found most enlightening about his point of views was that he put it more in a space of he is trying to love everybody and wants to stop being in a space of acting like it's us versus them and wants to get more in a space of we should all love each other and, and figure out how to work with each other and that his feelings were more on a, I stepped out of the, I wanted to, to, I was in a, a bad space because I was so worried about the limelight. And now, you know, I'm more comfortable with myself. And that's why if you've seen pictures of him lately, he's gained weight. He, you know, um, while I'm sure that clothing probably costs more than everything that we have on combined in our uh, on the man, podcast, two dollar cotton he's getting still, out there selling for three hundred dollars, man. Still, you know, he's still um, saying that that's that's him showing his comfort in his own skin. So there are pieces of his evolution at the end of the day, whether it's a good or bad evolution. You know, we're still here to find out. But I still, I never sell Kanye short on the element of publicity stunts. I guess is the biggest way, the, the the easiest way to put it, that at the end of the day, this is for the publicity of whatever his next move is. Because I hear he has a lot of things. He's trying to um, release some new streaming service. Of course, he's got clothing and he's got, you know, all types of things that Kanye actually has a lot of interesting and amazing ideals as far as society bases to help increase the society. But he's also obviously got a lot of mental health issues <laughs> i don't know if he has a lot of mental health issues man I, well I, I can't say that i think he does have some mental health issues i just think he's dealing with them in his own very transparent manner uh, i we all know kanye is very honest and we all know kanye is he says what he feels um and so when he when he started talking about the emotional state he was in and he starts dealing with the death of his mother and I guess going through the stages so publicly up to this point, I really feel like that's what the, I feel like that's the driving force because again, Kanye's always been so honest. I don't discount the fact that there's a little bit of a publicity stunt there because he does have an album coming soon. Um, He is producing albums from several prolific artists at this point in time. So he needs that buzz to create the generate the revenue for all of those other ventures. But is it too, has he done too much 
to affect the people that he claims he's trying to save? I seriously doubt it. I mean, at the end of the day, unfortunately, society is fickle, right? It's just like uh, what I say about um, Miami sports fans. They're, you know, they're fair weather. When it, when it's going good, we're, we're there. When it's going bad, we're going to act like, you know, hey, you're horrible. But I, I guarantee if, uh, hey, people still listen to R. Kelly music. You know, that it isn't like he's been swept away from the radio and, and he's not going to, to be heard anymore. I heard Step in the Name of Love, you know, the other day. That it's, it's I think what's done in the dark comes to light. None of us understand and know the pressures of having all of your issues in the public eye the, the way that he does. And, and we've all had our dark times that imagine those moments being broadcast to the world and, and how you would feel and what you would react to, that that's the type of things that are, you don't know how that can break you. And especially in the way that it comes that, you don't know what the effects of that can be. And so it's hard to understand and be able to, you know, uh, qualify or say, Hey, you know, nah, he's just, he's just a racist now, or he's just, you know, he's a coon. Nobody knows what's in this man's head. Do I agree with it? No, of course not. I'm not wearing no MAGA hat anytime soon. You know what I mean? But you got to, you get you gotta look at it. So I had to go back and just pull the pull the lyrics because I heard it yesterday. Um, but I had a whole bunch of stuff going on. I couldn't really focus on. I couldn't listen to it. I heard it, but I couldn't listen to it. But it was a couple out to me. Really interesting that he chose to to be that conversation song um, because it's been about um, forty five and his position up there ever since before the before the election. Um, so I think just that marriage of them two on the, the track itself was like brilliant. Yeah. Got to get a man credit where the credit's due. I but agree. the one thing I, I had to go look it up. Um, the one, the one line that stood out to me that made me even go further was he was talking about, um, see, that's the problem with this damn nation. All blacks got to be Democrats, man. We ain't made it off the plantation. So he uses some other choice words in there. Um, but if you go further down, and we talk about where he was at and what mental state he was in. I mean, he tells us. Then one day, one day I was like, F it, I'm going to do me. I was in the sunken place, and then I found the new me. Not worried about some image that I got to keep up. A lot of people agree with me, but they're too scared to speak up. So we all know that <clears throat> the color of our skin doesn't d- dictate our political party, even though a lot of people think it should. And if you think historically, now nah, I got to go fact check because I had this conversation years ago. Um, the Democratic Party, it actually everything used to be reversed. Exactly. So African Americans weren't Democrats. The Republican Party was what they followed um, as a culture, as a practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we know in theory, not every black person votes one way. Um, but then we do demonize people who don't have our same political views. Um, but then we also got to take an, an account for um, people's views are are swayed by, of course, by their family, by their surroundings, but also by their financial status and what they got to gain aligned to those political views. So when this man is speaking about everything I see, um, everything in like one of the things he's talked about, um, 
Y'all been leading with hate. See, I just approach it different. Like a, like a gang truce, the first blood to shake a crip's hand. I know everybody's emotional. Is it better if I rock a crack, huh? Because it's cultural. Or how I'm about to shoot you or F your B. Or how I'm about all this Gucci because I'm effing rich. Like the, I, I want to believe that we always talk about embracing and trying to figure out another way um, to handle situations. And I, I got to give it to the man as far as I believe, I want to believe that he's trying to do something greater good that we just don't understand. We just can't see. Yeah, exactly. that's that's my point is that it's when you made a, a bunch of great points because exact listening to that song, the fact that he chose T.I. to be the the antagonist in the song, in a sense, I don't even know if I want to say antagonist, but you know, his counterpart. Yeah. Uh, I'm very curious to know how that song, like the recording process, were they in a room together? How, you know, how did that go down? Because it it, it flowed so well. It was, it was a great, like, back and forth. And it was so true from, from each side that that was awesome. But again, the points that he made and, and kind of, yeah, I totally see what you said, but what, what do you want me to rap about? What do you want? How do you want me to, you want me to be like everybody or you want me to be in this space of, you know, money, cash hoes, or do you like, I'm trying some of the times it takes that something different that is crazy at first, but there is a, a greater goal and plan on what the future holds. And, and so, uh, like I said, as a Kanye Stan, it's, it's, it's hurtful for me to want to put him in a space of Kunye when I know and understand, well, I won't even say I fully understand, but I know and have seen his genius. Mike, you look like you, you hold him back a lot back there. So his is similar to the, I don't even know what the song, the Jonah or something with the video with the white guy using the word nigger. Oh, uh, you talking about the joiner Lucas joint where they had the yeah. conversation? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Similar to that in thought in terms of just being so much shock value that you actually have to have a discussion about it. So I can think from there, I know a lot of people were sending out the video like, hey, check out this video. And it took me about three times to actually get to the part where I realized, hey, there's another side to this at the end. Because the white you he's using it so much. He talked about Trump. He was like, wait a minute, is this a whole rap about Trump? And then actually, once you get through it, you kind of realize it's a discussion about black people. And it was actually, from what y'all said, done by a black guy. So is this similar in terms of... Uh, yes and no. I mean, Kanye really... Kanye's wasn't for... This Kanye verse, um, the people, wasn't for the shock value as much as, as it was to me, the response of the um, hate that he's been receiving ever since people have seen him walking around with his make America great again hat in um, pretty much. And, and the funny thing is he, it's not like he's condoning everything that Donald Trump does or is trying to act like Donald Trump is an amazing president. He's, he's simply saying that I'm willing to be friends with him. I don't agree with everything that he does and how he approaches stuff, but I would, rather be friends and figure out how to work things out and create a better space than I would want to just sit here in a space of I hate you and and you're you're horrible and wrong. And so it's a different point of view and in using TI, TI just like BJ said has been a strong advocate and I encourage you guys to watch Total Segway um Rapture on Netflix. It has um it's a music series uh, they have Logic, 
Nas, T.I., 2 Chains, um, Rhapsody, and A Boogie with the Hoodie. But they're like hour-long um, like mini docs on portions of each of these artists' lives. But each of them allowed the artists to kind of take their um, piece in the direction that they wanted to. T.I.'s was really awesome because he had his moment of clarity and in realization that he has to be a stronger revolutionary in a sense and be able to speak um, up against the injustices. It, it, he talks about um, when I believe uh, maybe Trayvon, if not Sterling, when whenever whatever rally that he wound up being um, him and his son where there were pictures of him and his son, like in this like march that was going on for one of those. Once one of those situations had happened, and he talks about how he was just riding around, was hearing everything on the uh, through the radio, started feeling emotion, heard that the march was you know close to him while he was riding around with his son, and, and literally just pulled over, got into the march, started you know next thing you know he's leading the march, and then he was like, we marched uh, to. The highway, they cut us off from the highway. We went somewhere else. And then when we went somewhere else, all of a sudden, everybody looked at me and said, what are we doing next? And he was like, I didn't know what to do next. And so in his story, he goes to all of these um, leaders, Harry Belafonte and, and, and you know, civil rights um, movement leaders from back in the day and kind of gets their perspective on how do you start that that process and, and what that process is about? So seeing T.I. in the space of being able to have that conversation with with um, Kanye, not only being a great MC, but more importantly, being able to be passionate about the subject matter and give it to it to Kanye like it is and really a, a true perspective of, you know, what black people are feeling right now in the sense of feeling betrayed almost like, what are you doing? How is this possible? So, I got to ask the question because it's not been, it wasn't this past week when Kanye came out and said he supported Trump. It's been a long time ago. He just rocked the hat, to my knowledge, this week. Am Um, I correct? Well, it was a while. Did he actually come out and say he supported Trump or did he do the same thing Steve Harvey and the rest of us or some of us did? No, he did say, he said, he said something along the lines of Trump during the election. Yeah. But he okay. said, when he said the piece, he said, Trump is my friend. I don't agree with everything that he does. But that was yes, recent. That was my friend. And it was the fact that he was wearing the, the uh, MAGA hat and that um, he, he, he doesn't look like, uh, uh, you know, a superstar because he's, he's comfortable. He's gained weight. He looks like he's chilling. But I'll tell you what, then bars was cold to me on that weird little beat. That, he, that they have that everybody's been um, remixing and making him talk crap. I, I thought them bars was cold as all get out and the beat was weird and I was trying to figure out initially how he was even going to catch it, but yay is yay. So it's it's definitely interesting to watch it play out. I, I'm, I'm tuned in and that's who it was. Snoop made a great comment. He said, if you take Jay-Z and Kanye, you can see the difference of, and I'm totally just jumping the quote all around the place, but pretty much that you can see the difference of the strength of a strong wife. 
So taking Beyonce and Kim K. And as far yes, as have. what they've been able to do. And by the way, Kanye had a, 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 if you go to TMZ, you can hear Kanye's response to Snoop Dogg where he went off on Snoop and said some very choice <laughs> words about how he was. In, <laughs> I'll have, I'll have, he literally says, um, I'll have my, um, I'll have my man Trump build a wall around um, the LBC. And you'll be stuck in in the LBC. Wow. Just a crip, uh, just a crip in the LBC. Yeah, he's super. He's super protective that's, of his, that's his when wife you start and family. To, to to see and understand the mental space in the um, again, like I said, mental health is a true issue and and it's out there. But Kanye, yo, please get it together, brother. Maybe have it together. We just don't know. We're all staying to it. And I think my issue comes in kind of what Carol was talking about earlier. Like, it's immediate Kanye's response. T.I. seems to be addressing the centuries of issues that are happening within the community. So if you have that platform, it's a little bit of a responsibility for you to understand who you represent and those that kind of don't truly use that responsibility for the majority of the people, I think you get the response that he's getting from those that are like, really, man? Like, so few of us get to that platform where we can speak and have an impact on the masses. And you choose. So then we go back to the whole Colin Kaepernick and not everybody supporting him and his dancing. I mean, just based on what that, that comment right there, then. Right. So in that case, we're calling everybody else who didn't support Coons as well. No, I'm not saying I'm not going to the level of Coon. I'm just saying that's the reason why you get the response to why aren't you supporting? Because it's not just the immediacy of the discussion. It's the years of oppression for us in this country. And for you to be aware and not, if you're not going to support it, stay quiet. It's but, not, but I think you bring up a good point because um, I was going to ask the question, the reason that Kanye's approach be it as unorthodox as it is, is not well received. Could it be due to the amount of anger and frustration amongst the people based on the many, many years of oppression where you have this guy who's essentially trying to cross the picket line, be the one to, you know, build the bridge, start the truce and the peace and love talk amongst a group of people who know what the system is, know what the system has done and are not keen on, you know, the system the way it is. Like, I don't necessarily work, want to work with this, with these people, you know, I want what I want right now. So is it, it, it is that the, the lack of open-mindedness because of the anger and oppression that we've received over the but, years? But I think it's on the reverse because you understand that the people that you're working with have no interest in it. So as Trump supporters have no interest, won't say all, just say majority, have no interest in mending fences with blacks, period. That is evidence and everything that he has done from the beginning of his election all the way through. Whether he himself has a different mindset is completely between Donald Trump and whoever his, or whatever he is, but just the majority of his supporters are not interested in shaking hands on the other side of the bridge. You may go to the other side of the bridge, but you're not coming back. It's just... That's just the feeling that you have. So as a mass of people on our end, it's like, why would you step out to say you're trying to mend there? There are other opportunities for you to bring things together with people of different races, of different cultures, to where you can do that in a setting, but just not Trump. It's too far 
of an extreme when there's so much middle ground that can be done to increase and have a mass well of people of different color, of Asian, of Hispanic, of um, whatever cultures you want to bring together. It is way more opportunity for you to do that than to say we are bringing this group together of people than to go make America great again especially with all the historical references of that to the Klan and all the other stuff. I mean, you're wearing a hat, not even understanding, I'm assuming, the meanings behind the things that you're doing. So maybe it does speak to Fresh's point about mental health, um, or is it just I'm so into myself as Kanye that I really don't care, so I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it, which has kind of been some things that have been in his personality in the past. Um, or is it just like you said, all publicity to get us to talk about it in order to go buy his album and kind of do all the other stuff? Um, but I truly believe like him stepping into that space is the issue for the feedback, not him saying, I want us to all work again. Jesus Walks was awesome. People bought into it, regardless of how out of the box it was. He got people to come together. This one, not quite sure. Well, I, I think. It's um just like Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats, right? You have a strong position of how much that they do behind closed doors that people don't pay attention to. And I think that's the same issue with Kanye. Kanye gets the light shined on all of the crazy outlandish Kanye stuff that, that he does, but they don't talk about all of the philanthropic adventures, you know, ventures that he he uh, does and, and how much he tries to impact that community in Chicago and all of the things. One of the, the craziest quotes that he had, too, from this this week uh, was Obama was, it was president for eight years. Chicago hasn't changed at all. And so it's those that it's he has woke moments and he has, you know, sunken moments where it's a, a crazy cycle. But I again, I don't believe that as a whole, the light is shined on everything that he does. And so people have this perception that he's so arrogant and such a, um, I only care about self and don't really see what makes him so psychotic is he really does care immensely about society, but he just feels the pain of not being able to accomplish the things that he wants to at the level he thinks will truly make an impact as rapidly as he wants to for wrong or right. I feel that's kind of like the space that he lays in where it's not about him being some type of narcissistic, you know, psychopath a thousand percent. It's that he has a strength. Again, if you watch some of these interviews when he's allegedly going crazy, but get past him yelling and listen to you know some of the the things that he's you know proposing and 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 what he's he's tried to break into in in those different conversations you see that it's more about the desire and and want and need to help but he has a different brain again i go back to saying genius is is a stone throw away from psychotic that it, it, the, the, they play in the same space because your brain power and energy is so rapid that it's an interesting, uh, you know, movie to watch play out at the end of the day. I'm very curious to see where he takes it. If it is, uh, while anything I, I think he does is uh, part of a publicity stunt in a sense, just because he is famous, so he is going to get publicity. I'm curious to see the power and impact 
he can create off of whatever he is, um, I guess, uh, you know, cooking in his bag. And I'm not just talking music. I say one thing: we whatever he cooking, we eating the soup. So it's, hey. I'm sure we're not the only ones having this discussion for the past couple of days or past mm-hmm. couple of weeks, however long it was. Hey, like you said, they put his was picture at the broccoli fest. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. when it, yeah, you figured, and that's already another part where now people that were there have seen it and they have some reaction. And I think that's oh, absolutely like even the host. Reaction. I mean, he was um. He was very adamant about his point of view and and on the Kanye West um, path, and then you had Nipsey throw him up there. Um, but I think that's exactly what the point of the song and everything was. For I mean, if you listen to it at the end of the song, they just cut it, and you know the, the final words are "Let the people talk." You know, yep. to to start the discussion on the approaches. And if you listen to the song, I mean, I feel like one Kanye pointed out a lot of Kanye made a lot of prevalent points. Ti made a lot of emotional statements and generalizations. And so when I'm looking at the back and forth between the two and I'm looking for T.I. to address from the intolerant standpoint, I don't necessarily know that he got his point across. And and towards the end of the song, I feel like Kanye actually got him to be to to feel like, okay, yay, if you're going to take this path, I hope you know what you're doing, because it is uh, controversial. It could be detrimental the path that you're going on and the people that you're playing with. It's almost like playing with the devil. And I think Uh, T.I. does a great position of, you know, giving, again, like I said, that, um, you know, uh, overrounding sound of the the, the Black community right now and overwhelming feeling of kind of the the space and how they approach it. But, uh, again, that's why the song was so genius to me because that's exactly the way that they feel. But just like you said, Brett, you you are coming from so much emotion in, 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 you know, um, letting it in a sense shade your uh, ability for true judgment and, and understanding. And so it's again, a, a very interesting song. It's, it's in, uh, like I said, I'm very, I'm very curious how that song was produced because how rapidly he got it out and in the way that it goes, it's not like it sounds like a real conversation. It's one of those, I believe the greatest MCs like a Jay-Z, I feel when Jay-Z rhymes, I don't feel like he's rhyming. I feel like he's talking and his, his, his speech just happens to rhyme, you know, like, and it's like that type of feeling where the passion that they have back and forth, but it seems like it was almost just like a phone call that happened to have a beat behind it. Like it was, it was that type of of movement in that conversation. Great. So now there's a little silence. I made a grave mistake, grave mistake by coming outside today. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it is. I'm trying to lighten the air up a little bit, but it's it's cold. And you try to tell him that it is not spring up north. Don't yes. let him um, yeah. fool you. He thought he was making this amazing. You see his uh, oh, lenses man. shaded up and everything. <laughs> that little fake generic sun. That's really just a big spotlight he's got out there. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. Sorry, sorry, bro. I, I didn't mean to pull off, but I had to throw in when I can. I couldn't get in at any point in time before I got a chance to get in there. We needed that lighter cold. Um. Hi, I just wanted to make a really, really quick point that um, I heard Brett mention the thing about um, Kanye speaking more um, factual and T.I. speaking more out of emotion. But it's funny how he says that when 
Kanye's premise is emotion. He's acting out of forgiveness and love. <laughs> so I, I think that's kind of ironic. I think we have to be careful here just because he's being more assertive and being more rebellious doesn't necessarily mean that he's being more like factual. Um, I think Kanye is going through this transition where he's dealing with the loss of his mother. I mean, if you just watch him over time, it's ex- if you just watch him, it's extremely obvious. And like there are certain phases when it comes to like accepting like death and grieving and, um, you know, one of those phases is anger. And then one of them is acceptance. And with acceptance, you try to make things make sense for you. And you decide to kind of deal with the very thing that. Oh, <laughs> I thought you did that for me. This is Kristen, guys. This is Kristen. Who are you, Kristen? They can't hear me. <laughs> Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Brett's girlfriend. Oh, okay. Well, when I speak girl, so I most times. Most times? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, y'all feel what I'm saying though? Like it's and the thing is and the thing is also we have to be really careful what we allow we allow to distract us because I can hear everything that you guys were talking about, but the timing in this is everything when you have like Beyonce and that like that pride, the inner prideful thing that's taking place or like J. Cole and the brilliance that he dropped a couple of weeks ago. It's a lot of internal pride and a lot of internal evolving going on. And then you have someone like Kanye who just, he's such a narcissist. He cannot control himself. And he, you know, he could have done a lot more for the, sh- the city of Chicago. But, you know, what Kanye really kind of did was marry the mask or marry the face of what really kind of killed his mother. And what we're dealing with is that like, psychological um, turmoil publicly that he's going through and he's trying to spread that burden on everyone else. But we can't let what he's dealing with, with his personal, you know, with his issues with his mom and all that dealing kind of overflow to what we are dealing with as a community. Like they're separate. And I think just stay woke, I guess. (laughs) I talk more than I wanted to talk. Amen. It was well welcomed. Well welcomed. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is my lady Chris. Just yeah, wrap that up with stable. I like it. Y'all, don't put that on the Ti. Nah, Tip is very emotional himself. Can I get an amen? Kanye's out of control. He's been out of control. Kanye's Kanye. You gotta love him. <laughs> Go get a Kanye bastard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no rebuttal. Are you good, man? Asher, what's up? Yo, me. Yo, uh, Asher, in the building. So I definitely don't have a rebuttal. Uh, what I thought was interesting and kind of in line with my thought is that we're talking about Kanye. And here's my thing. I don't know what goes on with the CEO of Amazon. I don't know what's going on in the life with the CEO of Apple. Mark Zuckerberg, as much as you hear his name, you don't know anything about his private life. And look at how so crazy he looks. Here's my thing. These folks have products and put your product out, let your product be good. The rest of what's going on with you, that's not my business because all that is is distraction for me. So Kanye, look, I don't want to be insensitive, but your mom died in 2007. And look, I've, my mom is still alive. I don't know what that's like, but you have all the resources in the world to get the help that you need. So go get the help that you need. Stop soliciting me to be part of your therapy because I'm not part of your therapy. And that's where I stand on it. And that's why it's just like, look, this is just distraction. What else is going on in the world that we're not paying attention to that we're not talking about right now? There's so much more going on, but we, we were trapped in Kanye and Bill Cosby. 
And it's like, look, I understand Bill Cosby was an icon at some point, but at this point now, it's just like, okay, look, y'all not going to give us all the facts. Y'all not going to tell us why we going back to talk about this dude. I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't want to continue to contribute to the media trap, to the trap of our people. This is all we caught up in. So at some point, we have to stop giving them this type of power where they can distract us and they can keep us wrapped in certain subjects for a week, two weeks. And then I guarantee you, once all this quiet down, there's going to be something else that's going to come out. And Kay, that I think that goes back to BJ's point when he said the Harvey Weinsteins, everything else, they stopped listening. So they just turned on something else and we're going to keep feeding or have our, our feeding the conversation of, oh, it's going forward. So your social media is playing in and it's like, okay, this is hot news. So you're correct. If you want it to go away, let it go away. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein, like that. You don't see people still talking about that? No, nah, not at all. But hopefully, you know, like I said, with the Bill Cosby thing, that that trend just doesn't stop there. Um, but moving, moving right along. Faison, we want to stay with you, man. We got to get your corner in this week because we don't know when the next time is we're going to be able to see you, bro. Hey, listen, traveling is, is crazy. I, I I tried my hardest to do that. And last week, I, I couldn't, or week before last, I couldn't make it because uh, we did an amazing gala for Nigerian Healthcare Foundation. So uh, it was an awesome thing. And we went until 4 in the morning because I saw Nigerians do it. And um, it, I turned my phone on when you guys called me. I was like, nah. <laughs> just not, not, I can't I can't even open my mouth right I can't I can't talk my uh <laughs> just can't so um this week is it's gonna be some something just kind of to the point on my on my personal development path but you know when looking for a home and this keeps taking any way you want it to but when looking for a home make sure you see it in the daytime and see it in night so that like we talk about now through Kanye West's vision or Kanye West's thought or Bill Cosby, you got to see it from both sides. You can't just go in one way and think that's where you're going to get it. You got to look at it from both angles. So that's my, that's my corner this week. I'm glad Chris was listening, man. She's been house hunting for the last, <laughs> you know, so she knows what to do once we get out there. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, anybody got anything else they want to add before we go ahead and wrap this thing up? Um, I think Kate, Kate kind of did it. Like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Stay woke. Stay woke. Easy. Yeah, just like Chris said, stay woke. Just yeah, leave on that note. That's all the way back. <laughs> that's all the way back from do the right thing. Right. I think the biggest Wake thing is what Carol, what Carol said, right. man. Don't, don't fall victim to the distraction. Hey, we talk about these things. We <laughs> had these conversations, these Sunday morning conversations, because it's prevalent and it's relevant in our society. But don't let it trap your mind, man. Don't let it trap what you have going on. Don't let it trap your being. Uh, because at the end of the day, we got to continue to push forward the best way we know how, whether it be through Kanye's unorthodox method, whether it be through Black Lives Matter or T.I. and the intolerance, man. We have to continue to push forward and move the culture forward and the people forward. Yes, sir. Church membership is on the steady decline. <laughs> don't become a member of the new congregation. There it is. There it is. Remember, you can get this podcast anywhere and everywhere. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Uh, what's that other? Sp Spotify. Spotify. All your podcatchers. Make sure you watch the videos on YouTube. Watch uh, Faison as he's out there shivering in the cold. 
Is he? Uh, no, no, no. That's just me moving. I'm not sure. Oh, you just dancing? <laughs> yeah. That's what that is. You just happy <laughs> dancing. in America. No, no. I <laughs> definitely he not just sure. told you how cold it was. It Don't let him lie to I you. Hold on to trying to Kanye you. trying to Kanye you. Easy, man. We'll catch you all next week here. But that's it, man, on the 13th floor. Where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. The 13th floor. The 13th floor.